My name is Daisy Bicking, and welcome to my podcast, Hoof, Love, Not War, Conversations in the Truck. This podcast is based on sharing the behind the scenes, heart to heart conversations that go on in our farrier truck traveling between barns. It's where we reflect on the horses of the day. We discuss theory, ethics, practical application of techniques. We even review our best successes and commiserate over our worst failures. So many times this is where the true sharing and learning is happening and we want to share the benefits of those conversations with you. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to episode two of this podcast, Hoof Love Not War. I'm here with my graduated apprentice, now full-fledged team member, Kimmy Benetta. Say hi, Kimmy. Hi. And we have been talking about something that we know plagues every single hoof care provider out there, which is really difficult to manage over time. And what we've been talking about is what happens when you don't feel 100%, whether it's emotionally, mentally, or physically. Specifically in this case, we were talking about, um, you know, Kimmy's having a finger that's bugging her. And how do you put something that is painful in perspective with the general scheme of not only the work you're doing today, tomorrow, next week, but also the crazy long-term picture of can you stay sound and healthy and physically able for a career in healthcare? And, you know, I don't care if you work on really well-behaved horses. It's still a very physically active job. So, Kimmy, can you tell us a little bit about what your concerns are with your finger? Um, yes. So, I, um, it, I, I've had actually issues with my right hand for a handful of years. I, the more I use it, the, the sore it gets. So, um, <clears throat> so when I overdo things, um, I have a hard time, uh, you know, like making a fist, get swelling in my hand, um, and there's tension that goes all the way up my arm. Um, and I have some, like, it kind of goes numb and issues along those lines so um, so anyhow when I push it and trim a lot of horses it flares up right um, and so of course my mind gets spinning and I'm thinking oh my goodness how am I gonna manage and, you know it's hard to pick out a hoof you know, use my knife that type of thing so I've been um, talking with Daisy about different things that I could do but it's also you know uh, um, working smarter not harder type of type of conversation we're having and um, so anyways that's where I'm at so let's talk about that working smarter not harder you know when you when you have any issue going on I don't I don't care if it's like you know um, find your favorite country song you know your dog ran away and your best uh, your best horse is lame and you 
um, your car broke down and you lost your job, blah, 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 and just everything feels really hard and heavy emotionally, right? There's a lot of chaos in our mind. Even that, there's an aspect of work smarter, not harder, that we can implement. So, <clears throat> Kimmy, tell me, tell me what that means to you, work smarter, not harder, because it could be a couple different things, right? Um, yes, so uh, smarter, not harder would be more efficient at my trims. So you're not physically beating up your hands as much. Right, so, okay. um, you know, instead of taking 30 minutes to trim a horse, yes. <laughs> seeing what I could do to streamline the process a little bit and shave off some time, um, therefore preserving my body. Yes. Right? Not yes. just my hand and arm, but you know, my back a little bit too. So do you do you have a feel for how many feet you can trim before your hand starts to hurt in a day? Have you um, thought of it that way? No, not so much. I, I could be more organized in that thought process. Well, it, I don't yeah. know if I could tell you well if I trim. But what I can tell you is... I know that if I have a day where, say, you and I are tackling a big barn or a lot of horses that are local, so my hand, potentially, if that was what bothered me, didn't wouldn't have a chance to recover as much between barns, mm -hmm. that'd be a day where I might be concerned that I could easily overdo it right. with good intentions because time, right? So, so time is a factor of how much work can we do in a day. And the reason why we like to be efficient and get lots of horses in is because we we are more profitable and more efficient with what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Except that it's a lot more wear and tear on our bodies. And some of us hold up for that kind of work and some of us don't, and some of us who do won't hold up forever, right? So working smarter, not harder, definitely means that you can think, okay, when I use my knife, it's it creates something in my hand that gets uncomfortable over throughout the day, so I'm thinking that I need to use my knife less. Mm -hmm. So I could not nitpick frogs and bars that maybe don't need trimmed, right? Say, you know what? There's no infection, there's no frog flaps, I can see what I need to see to trim and balance the foot well, and um, the bars aren't, aren't overly tall, so I'm gonna leave them alone, right? Um, or you could say, I'm gonna do the bulk of my work with, um, say a, uh, a half round nipper and that way when I use my knife I, it's very little for me to go in and actually have to knife just kind of clean everything up I don't have to do the major exfoliation with my knife because my half round nippers are easier on my hand right or you could use them left-handed maybe um, I use my straight nippers I use my right hand to kind of position where I want and I primarily use my left hand to actually nip I've kind of made that modification because so, I am right hand dominant. So it's, it's bothering you that much. Right. Yeah. But I also think it might have to do with my rasping. So if I can tighten up my nipper run. Yes. Rasp less. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would help me. Yes. How, how does the grinder help you with this, with this kind of problem in your, in your hand? Um, so... So again, right hand dominant, I use my grinder in my right hand mm -hmm. exclusively when I trim, and so my hand's still being worked. So um, and, and it, is, gripping, is gripping the grinder hard? Bother, bo 
bother that finger the same way the knife would? Um, well, if I'm, if I've overused my hand, then it's just, it's weight in my hand. Um, okay. so I think, I mean, I think my one finger is just a result of overuse of the hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to know because I have not gone to doctor, but, um, you know, talking to massage therapists and the, and my chiropractor, it's kind of a little bit of, Feedback. On feedback. What's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so okay. So that those are great ideas. They're great suggestions on how to be more efficient so that you're not beating that beating that hand up as mm-hmm. much. Although, you know, one of the things I think a lot about is um, maybe we only have so many horses in us. Yeah. Or maybe we have only so many feet in us. Right. 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 Like, you know, your body can only do repetitious things so many times before you start having problems. So obviously physically taking care of ourselves. I mean, you know, we, we run, we go on hikes, we do Beamer every day, mm-hmm. we get massages, we see the chiropractor and we keep talking about adding yoga back in, but you know, sometimes there's just not enough time in the day for all of these things, right? Right. So yeah. stretching, we do stretching, stretching. Even if it's a few minutes. Yep. Yep. Good thing. Yep. Um, especially if we've been in the car for a long time and instead of getting out and just jumping right under the horse, we'll actually take a few minutes and walk or stretch or yes. just get our bodies loosened up before we go and get under that horse. Right. Um, but, you know, so when I think about that, like we only have so many repetitious things available to us, what I think about is maximizing every, every horse I do, every foot I work on, I want to make the most out of that that wear and tear on my body. Does that make sense? Yes. So, you know, it's, it seems a little bit selfish to think that way, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm only going to work on horses that um, are worth my time, because they're all worth our time. I don't mean to say that, you know, doing lots of maintenance trims is not valuable, because it's critical, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the whole goal here is to have horses that just need maintenance trims. Right, to prevent them from breaking down right. long term. Right, right. But it does make me think that if I have a situation that's not ideal, meaning let's say that I have um, a nice owner with good intentions who is trying very hard, but the horse is just really difficult to work on. You know, maybe they uh, don't stand quietly. Maybe their um, knee-jerk reaction is to yank their leg away hard and that jolts our bodies. Mm -hmm. Maybe they diddle a lot. And, you know, they're, they're, we're having to, like, hold on to their leg and dance around. It's a lot of, like, whiplash kind of stuff. You know, those situations, to me, are, are things that I might say, you know, is the wear and tear on my body worth the level of work I can put into this situation because this horse has trouble standing? Mm-hmm. Right? right? So it's not even like you can do your best work. So really, is that a horse that you need? Or maybe has just been trained or has a behavior issue or something along those lines. Right. And, yeah. you, and you know that I love working on hard horses. And, you know, with that, when they have pathology, a lot of times comes uh, pain or fear of pain. Right. And so we work with horses that don't stand well all the time. So, again, I'm not saying don't ever, don't ever you know, work on a horse that doesn't stand well. But I think it needs to be really valuable to me to put my body through this in order to 
pursue a horse that's going to do those kinds of things. Because the normal wear and tear of a horse that stands well is bad enough, mm-hmm. let alone then adding in one that just needs a maintenance trim. And even if the owner's on board and you try all of your different training tricks or you try, you know, let's say that you're really smart and you charge hourly so that when the horse takes longer and you can take your time with the horse, <laughs> that you that you get compensated for that training time, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. right? So that's another work smarter, not harder thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use your precious precious time to um and and body resources to help these horses it just better be worth it like anybody could come in and do a a maintenance trim on a horse that's a pasture ornament that doesn't stand well and they could have you know most people can give them a basic trim and it's going to serve the horse Mm -hmm. so is that the best use of your resources Maybe it is. Maybe that's your passion, right? Um, The other thing that comes to mind with this is pricing strategies and, like, business models, right? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I learned working on horses with a ton of pathology is I can't work on that many of them every day. Not only is it the physical component of, you know, I have to put myself in whatever position they can handle. But then also the mental component of, you know, problem solving and supporting the owner and watching this horse in pain and, you know, like they take a lot out of you. I mean, we've experienced that a lot, right? Yeah, I see that. So do you think that that feeds into your feeling of wear and tear? Mm -hmm. Well, it would definitely be like pacing myself, pacing my body. Yeah. Pacing, yeah. pacing your emotions, mm-hmm. pacing yeah. your mental space, like keeping right. your mental mental space in the game. Right. You and I have been struggling with that lately because we've been working so hard, and the heat hit us kind of fast here in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and we kind of wore ourselves out, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's really common too. Mm-hmm. And then that's about like number one: can you do your best work when you're worn out? Mm-hmm. It's harder, right? right. It takes right. a lot out of us. And also, when we're really tired, we're more prone to injury or chronic aches and issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. so you know, managing that mental space is super critical. Mm-hmm. So, um, how about how about um, yeah, that idea of like your business model? I know that's been on your mind. Like, okay, can I do this long term? Mm-hmm. Even though, even though, you know, with this hand, right? right? Like, right. Is, is this going to hold up for me? Right. So, it's definitely a thoughts that have come across my mind of, you know, how much can I handle physically? Um, and I don't have a solution quite yet. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me a little more time here to figure, figure that out. And... Um, I think tweaking some of my self-care um, practices and um, like what? Be specific. What would you What would you be thinking about implementing? Well, so some different things for my arm in general. My forearm, my muscles are really tight, which probably everyone's are, right? As a barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, so. 
some additional massage, um, rolling out my muscles to help with the tension. Um, Use up arm roller. Here. Yes, the Rolio. The Rolio. I, I found it. I yes. pulled it out. Good. Dusted it off. Good. Yeah. We have tools, so yeah. Yes. The Rolio every day, and um, and then tightening up my diet. Um, I, I do know that the cleaner I eat, the less inflammation I have in my body, right. and the inflammation does go to my joints. Um, so I, I know that will help me. Um, and then really being just a little more mindful and taking note of well, how many horses a day is can I manage and stay comfortable. Um, rather than, I don't know, trying just, not to think about it. Well, or just scheduling what, what makes sense logically. Right. Right. right? Like, yeah. you know, if we go out for a day, we want to pack the day with the clients that need done in a timely manner mm -hmm. that makes sense on a driving route. Right. And we want to be efficient with that, especially considering the cost of fuel. Right. And, um, and the fact that drive time is where we lose the most money. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't charge enough money to recoup what you could make trimming horses when you're sitting at home. Right. And even though we charge a travel fee to get to our barns, and even though once we get to an area, like if we go an hour away, mm -hmm. you would basically um, see horses at that point that are within 15 minutes of each other for the rest of the day before you drive home. Right. So it can be very efficient, but you want to that's why you want to pack them in mm -hmm. because they're, they're usually maintenance trims. Right. 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 Um, you might see one complicated situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes a little bit hard to figure out, isn't it? It is. So I'm gonna have to work on that. <laughs> well, it's a dilemma for all of us. Yeah. I think is my point. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not an easy answer. Now, for me, one of the things that helps me uh, manage the stress on my body in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. is charging more money. Uh, okay. And it's not to say I want to be really expensive. It's about really understanding that if you only have so many horses in you mm -hmm. and your body feels the wear and tear that for longevity purposes, it makes sense to charge what really what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Because the cost is not just our time, it's also our physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we don't prioritize that in our pricing strategy where we say, oh, you know, sometimes it's a matter of like, look, you know, if I want to have X amount of money to retire with, mm -hmm. I need this amount of money for my day-to-day -day living. I'd like to go on vacation once a year, twice a year, or I'd like to have enough money that I can save up for that really cool uh, Baroque saddle that I wanted, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to factor that in, and then you've got to factor in, like, your, your retirement plan, right? And I don't think a lot of us do. Right, yeah. Well, those are some of the thoughts that have crossed my mind. I know, right? Like, let, me, let, me like, push, um, let me push on all the sore spots, Kimmy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, I have to, I have been led down this path of, um, you know, wanting to work with 
courses and be a health care provider professionally and full-time and um, and uh, you know so it's up to me to support myself and my retirement and um, and uh, so it's a big deal right yeah so so a couple other ways yeah. I just want to mention uh, before we wrap up that you can actually mitigate some of the wear and tear on your body mm. okay right so one way would be to have um, an assistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because even though it doesn't seem like a lot, just loading and unloading your stuff in the car, working on horses that don't have someone standing at their head or a handler, mm -hmm. um, and we all know that the owner is not always great for that, mm -hmm. uh, just by nature of their relationship with their own horse, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's better that the owner not be present. Or not at least at the head. Be, right. They can, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just because the horses tend, just like us, just like uh -huh. people, we all take advantage of our moms, right? Right. Or our dads. Right. Our parents. Mm -hmm. So, so that's one way. Right. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why when my apprentices start with me, the first thing we talk about is it's your job to load the car, unload the car, and keep it clean. Right. Because those are things that. Add to your daily wear and tear and stress. Right? True. Yes. So if you so if you have extra an lifting. Yeah, yeah. Extra lifting, extra maneuvering, bending in and out of the car. You know, these you need to save your at some point in your career, you need to save your body for actually doing the work on the horses. Right. That's like we talk about high leverage activities, right? HLAs. Right. HLAs yes. are things that are critical for you to do specifically. Mm -hmm. LLAs, low leverage activities, are things that are not critical for you to personally be doing. Like, I don't personally need to, like, unload the car. Right. Right? Like, anybody can bring our stuff in once you understand what there is to mm -hmm. bring it in or bring it out or whatever. Or make sure we're packed and ready for the day. Correct. Right? Yeah. So... You know, plus those are good skills to learn anyway, mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of a win-win-win. So having an assistant is one way that we can um, that we can do our um, self-preservation kind of thing, right? Right. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can also find a way to um, create a business strategy where you work on less horses but make more money. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, for me, I ended up going, getting to that point, not because I was like, oh, I just, you know, want to make my, my physical work as, as efficient as possible. I wasn't thinking like that at the time. Mm -hmm. What I was thinking about was I work on these really difficult cases, physically, emotionally, and mentally with the, right. path, with the extreme pathology stuff. Right. And I need to pace myself. Right. And almost more emotionally. Right. I, yeah. Right. I see that. So I know that's one of the things that's also on your mind is like your passion is helping all horses, yes. but you really love and feel strongly about helping laminitic horses. Yes. And so those take a full range of well-working faculties to navigate well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. whether that's physical ability to contort yourself into pretzels in order to <laughs> be yeah. effective while causing the least stress, pain, and trauma to the horse possible. Right. Or whether that is emotionally supporting the horse, even though what you're doing might be causing them pain in the moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
really hard to carry that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. And then supporting the owner who has their own emotional needs. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the moral of this whole conversation to me is that anything that you can think of, as long as you have in your mind the perspective of, you know, um, is what I'm doing right now worth the wear and tear on my body, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like we all remember when we were 20 and we felt like we could do anything. And so we'd stay up all night, we'd eat like pizza and wings, and we would, um, uh, you know, keep going the next day. That's right. Like it was nothing. That, uh -huh. And I remember, you know, at the time our, our uh, older friends or our, our parents or yes, people around us mm -hmm. would say, you know, they say you never get that sleep back. <laughs> That's right. Right? Uh -huh. that, that losing that sleep is a bigger deal than you feel like it is right now. That's right. You're yeah. Like, yeah, but I just wanted to stay out with the friends and uh -huh. go to the concert and do all the things. Right. Right? And right. now you're like, I could really use some more sleep. Right. Yeah. Right? We both feel that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, we, we burn the candle at both ends, right. like everybody, because we want to help the horses and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So I think of it like that, like when you start out in farrier work, you know, it's about what is your, what is your like longevity plan? Mm -hmm. And we don't think like that when we just start out, just like when we're in our twenties and we think right. we can stay up all night and eat junk food and right. live a healthy life, you know? Yeah. So when, exactly. you, when you start out, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm getting stronger. I can do more horses. My body's doing great. But maybe you also need to think about that idea of, of short-term health and wellness, like mm -hmm. you're talking about, mm -hmm. and then preserving your body long-term, you know? I read a statistic once that said that the average lifespan of a farrier, of a healthcare provider in this industry, is 10 years. For their it, career. For their career. Because mm -hmm. the wear and tear on the yeah. body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know... I'm coming up on my 19th year. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. What am I going to do when I get to 20? Throw a party. Celebrate. Yep. Um, and so I'm really glad I've made it to this point. Right. You know, and I've spent a lot of time and energy on, on, on this idea of, you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Right? The grinders help with that. Right. Um you know, being really able to see where I'm going in my trim and then putting the foot there as efficiently as possible every single time. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm rushing, because yeah. I'm not rushing, right? but because I made it a point to be efficient with my nipper, nipper bites, right? to be efficient with my rasp. I want to, I don't want to go over one area six times, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been very mindful of that. And right. What I can tell you is the hope I have for you here <laughs> is, is that you know that right now your finger hurts. Yeah, my hand hurts. Your hand hurts. Yeah. And yet that will get a lot easier. It will get better. These things ebb and flow. Yeah. And what nags you one day may not be what nags you, you know, next week. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, I know. I've had aches and pains along the way and they've healed. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like, I know there was a little while there where you felt like you had a bruise on your knee, and so kneeling aggravated it. Mm -hmm. Is that still bothering you? It's getting better. Yeah. 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 So, you know, 
I appreciate you talking us through because mm-hmm. I know that this is a hot button for you right now. Well, yeah, especially right now since I'm experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the middle of going mm-hmm. through it. At the of a uh, yeah, a little bit of um, self torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> self talk. Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well. Okay. So self talk's a big thing. Yeah. And I've I've a call. I'm I've we all deal with that right self-talk. throughout our lives negative right? self-talk right and, and self-limiting beliefs uh-huh yeah so right. so you can't on one hand you can't go out and say i'm i'm gonna be fine and strong for the next 20 years doing my right. health care work right but yet you can mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because if you don't have that attitude right how are you going to keep a positive mindset going forward and keep yourself out of the trap of, you know, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this very long. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a debilitating injury right. or a yeah. debilitating chronic condition, mm-hmm. right? So I think it makes us mindful and I think it helps us work harder to find solutions or make smarter decisions. Yes. Um, I agree. You know, the the other side of this, of course, is just being very, um, very proactive with uh, your clients, Mm -hmm. letting them know that, you know, their horses need to stand. They need to have their horses ready. They need to have them pulled out and have their feet picked out Mm -hmm. when you're on your way. Um, That you want to work in a level, clean, dry space. Right. You know, part of setting yourself up for success, so it's less wear and tear on you. Mm-hmm. Right. right, right. Which you have set the stage for all your clients because you work in very good conditions. Yeah, I'm kind of picky. Yeah. So. Especially because a lot of the work we do really relies on us being able to see. Right. Good lighting, level ground. Out of the weather. Out of the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The biggest decision I think that you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. If I can push on one more. Okay. Is whether you're going to work with another person, mm-hmm. whether that's staying out here with me, which you know I'm still, still um, hoping for, praying for, yeah, um, or whether you're working back home in California and you have someone you work with, right, um, or just having a network locally, mm-hmm. right, if you work mm-hmm. on your own, of people that you can rely on when you need help. Whether that's that assistant idea, whether it's you and I tag team stuff. Like, weren't we joking yesterday about um, I do the knife work and you do the, the nipper work? Oh, right. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Since we were both had, you know, an injury. Yes. Your right hand, <laughs> my left arm. arm right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, stupidly dinged myself with the grinder, which I've never done. I had a horse yank really badly right at the wrong moment. And the grinder, the edge of the grinder, uh, sliced my arm. I was very lucky. So you better believe that I've ordered arm guards. Oh. From now on, I ordered one for you too. Oh. Don't think you're getting out of this. Because <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's annoying, right? But talk about, like, self-care. Right, yeah. You can't Try not your, to cut ourselves. Cut your arm off. Right, yeah. Sever tendons. Knife wounds. Yeah, bleed out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're implementing arm guards. We've got archery arm guards. They're really cool. Um, and so I really think that, um, working with someone 
is a great way to spare your body mm -hmm. and take care of yourself. Yeah. Whether it's just for the harder horses or whether it's like take turns on maintenance trims or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, or you're not feeling 100%, the horses still get done and the work still goes forward and income still gets in. Mm -hmm. When you work by yourself, that's a whole nother picture. Oh, yeah. And that's the panic part, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which is another reason why you can't leave, because you and I work so well together that, um, <laughs> you know, if I if I am not 100%, I, I know that you can go out and handle just about anything <laughs> that I would be working on. So, just going to put that plug in there one more time. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you find all this interesting. This is what we talk about in the car really literally um and i think this is on all of our minds so stay tuned for next episode soon thanks for listening bye, bye guys bye